Well, hello there, Alexis Brooks, back again from Higher Journeys with another episode of Conscious Commentary. Happy Wednesday to mm, not everybody, depending on where you're listening, but here in uh, the United States, it is Wednesday, also known as Hump Day. But I hope for a lot of you, it's coming to be known as Conscious Commentary Day. I know I always look forward to sharing a a few moments with you uh, every other week to talk about some things that have been on my mind. Some are whimsical, some are a bit weighty. This one I would say is somewhere in between. It is thought provoking, let's say. This is something, I'm just gonna come right out with the the punchline here. (laughs) We're gonna talk about love today. Love. It's got a lot of, oh, different, I suppose, connotations, depending on who you're talking to, love as an emotion, a romantic love. Love is a frequency, an energy. How about love as a power source? Or even better said, love as a way to unlock yourself from what is called the matrix. I call it that four-letter word that can work wonders. That's what I want to talk about today. But let me give you a little, let me give you a little context for how and why we'll, we're going to be talking about love today and what love can actually do. As many of you know, I recently returned, I say recently, it's probably been, oh gosh, close to a close to a month now, maybe about three weeks since I came back from Joshua Tree, California. Beautiful, beautiful uh, desert location for the Contact in the Desert conference. I had a blast, everyone. Anyone that is even remotely interested in the subject of contact, that would be the ET UFO subject. You would love this. Um, it's it's a group of wonderful people in a in a beautiful and very hot setting. <laughs> um, some of your favorite speakers uh, that uh, you at Higher Journeys and Higher Journeys Radio have come to know, like Linda Milton Howe, Richard Dolan. Oh, there's such a great lineup. Well, let me not digress too much. I want to get to the point here. It was at Contact in the Desert, specifically during um, a great conversation that I had with Linda Moulton Howe. If you haven't had a chance to watch that show yet, I urge you to go do so, uh, because it's going to lead into what we're talking about here today. And let's see if I can summarize for you, uh, and so we can cut to the chase, talking about love. We were talking about the idea of our universe as a computer simulation, Now, I know uh, for some of you, this may be a very far, far out concept. And for others who are into these subjects, it may not be so far out for you. But we were really musing over some of the data, some of the very compelling data that has shown that our reality, as we understand it in this three-dimensional construct, may indeed be a construct, zero and ones, binary code, a holographic uh, uh, model all of these things were explored in this conversation with Linda Moulton Howe. And she had basically been talking about one of the researchers who many of you I'm sure have heard of uh, named Tom Campbell, the author of the best-selling uh, My Big Toe, My Big Theory of Everything. She cites a lot of his work in supporting this idea of uh, reality not being what we think it is. Let's is. I'm going to keep the computer simulation aspect out of it for a bit. But in the information that she presented about Tom Campbell and his bringing up the requirement of understanding the true nature of reality involves a sort of ethics and a cooperation. 
siloing yourself off from people and information and and really hoarding um, information, I guess you could say, uh, making the choice to separate versus to join and share uh, will do more harm than good. In other words, we talked about the importance of cooperation and altruism in our quest to understand the broad spectrum of reality. And I was really struck by that. This was uh, something that was brought up in the talk that she gave on the universe as a computer model or a computer, the, the model of the universe as a computer simulation and bringing up Tom Campbell and how the issue of ethics and cooperation were so core to understanding really what reality is about. And so I kind of synthesized that with a little quote that I came up with, uh, which basically says, cooperation reveals and ego conceals. Okay, so there's the little backdrop for that. Now I want to uh, bring this up. I want to get into uh, another quote that I came up with. It's kind of a hybrid of, of that uh, sentiment, cooperation reveals and ego conceals. I'm not going to give that to you quite yet, because I want to give you this. Uh, I also brought up in in the context of our conversation with Linda Moulton Howe, the movie The Adjustment Bureau. Have you seen that movie? Now, this movie is several years old, at least. I, I can't remember exactly when it came out, probably four or five years old, maybe a little more. A brilliant movie that deals with the idea that the reality that we live in is, and the lives that that play out for us are according to a construct, according to someone else's plan. You, you imagine these architects at the top, if you will, that are orchestrating our every move, every little nuance, every little thing we say and do, and the people that we meet are all a part of a plan. That's essentially a a portion of the premise of the Adjustment Bureau. Now, I put this in my post as well, spoiler alert, because I'm going to get to the to the to the end of the movie here. If you haven't seen it, I don't know if it would spoil the whole thing, because the movie is so dynamic, I think you'd still want to see it. The reason why I'm bringing up the Linda interview, Linda Moulton Howe, and the cutting to the Adjustment Bureau is because it was my husband that reminded me of this as he was, because he was running camera on uh, the show that we were doing with Linda. And he said, Alexis, do you remember that last scene in the movie, The Adjustment Bureau? And something that you said in the interview with Linda reminded me of this, and I want you to bring this up to your audience. And here's that last scene in The Adjustment Bureau. Essentially, there is a character... Oh, gosh, I cannot think. I'm going to see if I can find his name. Not that it's that important. Um, the character that's played by Matt Damon is sort of the, uh, the um, oh, the victim. I don't know if you'd call him the victim, but the, the, the target, let's just say, of, uh, uh, you know, he's he's running for office. And I think he, he holds an office as a congressman. And um, he meets a woman, essentially falls in love. Um, he's, she's not the one that's according to their plan, the chairman's plan, I think they refer to the head of the adjustment bureau. Um, and so they do everything in their power to break uh, the character played by Matt Damon and this woman that he's fallen in love with up everything, all the blocks that they they are able to throw in his way, they will. And he just won't give up. He wants this woman in his life. He doesn't care if he has to give up his career as a politician 
and God knows what. I don't want to go into too much detail here because again, I'd like for you to see the movie, but imagine all of the twists and turns that this movie takes and all the, the, the um, blocks that are thrown in their way to keep them apart so they can go on their own planned, pre-planned path. At the very end, and this is the great thing, at the very end, they're together. And at this point, they're, they're basically on to what's going on that they're there, or at least he is, she's not necessarily, but he's insistent on taking her with him through this odyssey. And they're running around, I believe it's in set in Manhattan, running around, running around until they're finally trapped by all of the members of the Adjustment Bureau, uh, trapped because they're, they are determined to make sure that the two of them go on their separate paths, because that is the plan and it cannot be broken. Well, they get to the top of a building, a high rise in Manhattan, and there's nowhere else for them to go unless they decide to jump off the building, which of course they're not going to do. And they're surrounded by all of these, uh, we'll call them agents, kind of like in the movie The Matrix, which I also bring up in the post. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. They're trapped. You are going to go according to our plan. And you know what they do? This is such a beautiful scene. They look at each other and they embrace and they kiss a long, passionate kiss. And you have to see the way it's filmed, of course, with all the cinematics. You're kind of getting a 360 view because they don't don't know what else to do. All they can do is love. All they can do is love. So they proceed to kiss, long, passionate kiss, and they are in love. And when they emerge from the kiss, they look around and no one is there they're gone. All of those people that were surrounding them, they just dematerialized. Free. All they could do was love in order to escape the plan. And so that brings me to the quote that I wanted to share with you. As I said, cooperation reveals an ego conceals. Well, let's take the love fear uh, opposites, if you will. It's love that frees, but fear will seize. This is, and this is something that I, I, I love coming up with little quotes, as many of you probably know, but I, I like to synthesize very powerful messages if it's at all possible with just a few words that really will make you think. We, many of us know that we are living, it appears, in some sort of a construct that it appears we have nothing to do with or can do anything about. That's debatable, of course. There are a lot of people who feel we create our own reality. I happen to be one of those people that believes that we can consciously create our own reality. However, if you're not aware of that and the power that is inherent within us, well, many people just go along with the plan. Maybe not even realizing it's a plan set forth by others. And I'm using my fingers to put it in quotes. But let's say you do. Let's say you do realize that you are imprisoned. Some people refer to this planet as a prison planet for a lot of reasons that I'm not going to get into right now. But it's a. it seems to be, unfortunately, a very fitting label these days. Um, so the question becomes, well, what about free will? What about free will? And what is it going to take to live a a true life of freedom? 
I contend, and my husband brought this back to my attention, that powerful scene where all they could do, they could not dematerialize themselves, although I'm sure that's something they could manage. There's some paranormal twist to this movie too, by the way. So something like that wouldn't have surprised me. But instead, they embraced and they loved each other. And that's what freed them. Let me read a quote. And again, I put this part of the, this is in the post as well, but it is a little bit of a spoiler alert, but I don't think it's going to be uh, a deal breaker that you wouldn't want to see the movie again. I urge you to go go uh, rent it at this point, because it's of course out of the, the, the movie theaters. The character, there's a narrator um, by the name of Harry Mitchell, great, uh, great character, who's a part of this bureau, but he's also somewhat cheering for the the character played by by Matt Damon, uh, knowing that Matt is really intent on walking his own path. And here's a quote, after the, the big embrace and the, you know, they're free now, the, these agents or uh, the, the bureau kind of dissipated after they embraced and, and showed love for each other. He says, and he's speaking, uh, he's speaking to the character played by Matt Damon, it says, quote, most people live life on the path we set for them, that being the Bureau. Most people live life on the path we set for them, too afraid to explore any further, or any other, I should say. But once in a while, people like you come along who knock down all the obstacles we put in your way. People who realize free will is a gift that you'll never know how to use until you fight for it. I think that's the chairman's real plan that maybe one day, we won't write the plan, you will. Again, it may sound a little bit out of context to what we're talking about here. But once you see the movie, you'll know exactly. This is again, ultimately the lesson. You have to fight for it. Well, he fought through love. And that's why I wanted to bring that four little four letter word that big four letter word up to you today. How powerful is love. Now, obviously, in this case, we're talking about romantic love. But I think when love is so unyielding, and and a person or two people are so incredibly have shows so such incredible love for each other, it can literally move mountains. Do you ever wonder why you see so many people particularly, not particularly, a lot of people are fighting these days, but couples that that bicker and fight. And I'm sure, I don't know, I I suppose it's been that way for a long time, because we're humans, and we got ego and, you know, bicker about this and that and problems, problems, problems. Did you ever stop to think, I'm being a little conspiratorial here, that that was part of the plan as well, to keep people divided through, uh, through ego and through 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 bickering and, and fighting. And of course, fear. Because look what the opposite can do. It not only ensures a beautiful relationship between you and somebody else or you and a group of people, but it can unlock the key to what has been called the matrix. Now I know I'm oversimplifying, I'm sure, a bit. But I think it stands uh, to reason that love, a pure unfiltered love, unconditional love. Even if it's a love for a pet that you have, it doesn't have to be a romantic love, but a true sense of passion and compassion and empathy and altruism for another, including ourselves. 
without condition, can do magnanimous things. Simple and profound. That scene in that movie, folks, you gotta see it. And you know what? Even if you've seen the movie before, go back and watch it again and keep in mind what I'm talking to you about today. Uh, There's no how-to on this, by the way, as much as I'd love to give people advice on how to escape the matrix. No, 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 no. I think it starts with something that is our divine right to love without expectation, by the way. It can do amazing things. I can tell you that as far as my husband and I are concerned, and and some of the things that we've been through uh, in, in recent years, some challenges, not with each other, but with business and other things, had we not had a steady foundation of love in our lives, we love each other and we like each other, by the way, we're best friends. I know that we would not have been able to make it through this. And that's just a small example of what love can do. So that's what I wanted to bring up. And I and shout out to, to Derek, my, my love, my love for reminding me of that last scene. And he said that when we were filming the episode with Linda, and of course, I'm looking at Linda, I'm not looking at the camera. Um, as we're in conversation, he said he tried to get my attention because he wanted somehow there was some part of that interview. And I do believe we we're talking about Tom Campbell and his whole idea of ethics and cooperation and altruism that he got the and, and I mentioned the Adjustment Bureau that Derek kind of had this epiphany of oh that last scene and he was trying to get my attention so I could fold that into the conversation. So after the fact, he told me I said, oh, no worries, we'll we'll cover that in, in the next conscious commentary. So there you have it, folks. It's all about love. It really, really is. And I know that sounds cliche to a lot of people, but we hear that a lot. It's all about love. Well, let it, it stands to be repeating because it is. How do you escape the matrix is the name of the post. It's not what you think. How one four letter word may be the key to unlocking your way out of the matrix of reality. L-O-V-E. Let me wrap up so you can go out and love somebody. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this little uh, commentary of mine. And uh, I thank you as always for tuning in to Higher Journeys. I'll see you soon. I'm Alexis Brooks. Take care.